On today's episode of Locked on Canucks, three reasons as to why you Canucks fans should be hyped for this upcoming season and some games you should want to attend at Rogers Arena this season. It is Locked on Canucks and it starts now. You're Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. I'm, of course, your host, Justin Pooney. You can find me on Twitter. At underscore, that is underscore process sports, our show's Twitter at Locked On Canucks. And please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And of course, I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you may get your podcast services. Guys, as the page is about to turn over to September which means we are only a month or so away, about six weeks away from the start of the 2022-23 NHL season. And with that comes with excitement, optimism, positivity, and quite frankly, what the heck is going to happen between the Canucks, excuse me, with the Canucks going forward. So, I'm going to think positively, and I'm going to give you guys three reasons as to why you, or all of us Canucks fans, should be hyped for this season. Um, a little, you know, of course, training camp gets underway September 23rd and 24th, and then the season opens up in Edmonton. And to me, there are a few reasons you should be excited. Number one, a full year of Bruce Boudreaux. Yes, of course, Bruce Boudreaux came in last December and turned things around. Of course, the Canucks went 35, 15, and 10 for 74 points in 57 games, which, for all you mathematicians out there, is about 106 points over an 82-game season, which would clearly be a playoff team. Um, The biggest thing is, yes, we know the Bruce Derrida's movement, and he brought new life into the franchise, new organization, but I think... The biggest situation, the biggest positive is there's now a full offseason with Bruce Brujo as the coach. And I said it before, I'm sure he's talking to players. I'm sure he's talking to, you know, coaches and management and building a structure and building a foundation for this season. So when things get ready to go and players, um, you know, come to camp in Whistler, they know what to expect. They know the style of play that Bruce Boudreaux wants to implement, and they all will know their roles, and I think that is so key. Um, You've heard me talk about this before. I believe um, anything, if you want to be successful in anything in life, it has to have structure and it has to have a same common goal. Any organization, whether that's business, IT, sports, whatever, whatever you choose, and that's what the Canucks will have. They're going to have a structure under this new management going down to the players that, hey, this is the way we want to play. This is how we are going to play. And this is how it's going to work. And I think that is so key. And it hasn't happened um, a lot in the, the previous regime. Excuse me. There's been a lot of discourse, a lot of you know disconnection. Um, and you saw the players quit on Travis Green last year. So I think having Bruce Brudrow in um, 
the head coaching seat for, you know, the foresee for the, you know, the whole entire off season, having a full season now to work um, under, I think that is going to be huge. And I think there's a very good chance um, that this team performs better because they, you know, they've all bought and they all seem to like Bruce Boudreau um, and having the ability to uh, work under uh, his whole system. And, you know, he has success, success, you know, we all know about Washington and Minnesota and Anaheim. He's, you know, he's built some playoff caliber squads there, and he's hoping to do that in Vancouver. And I think as this episode goes on, you'll see the reasons as to why you should get more and more excited because not only is Bruce Boudreau uh, a proven head coach, but um, he plays a good style of hockey that I think this team can you know, be successful with. So the first one to be hyped with is, of course, Bruce Boudreau, who, of course, has a great personality. The fans love him. And it's just more and more um, reason to get excited. Uh, the next is the new faces that will be coming into the Vancouver Canucks offseason. Those guys include Andre Kuzmenko, Ilya Mikheyev, Curtis Lazar. Um, Kuzmenko, of course, was the biggest free agent signing, um, free European free agent signing, excuse me, um, who you know the Canucks were in a bidding war with pretty much every other team in the NHL, and through Bruce Boudreau and Patrick Alvin's recruiting, got Andre Kuzmenko to sign on the dotted line, where he will slot into the Canucks roster. Of course, and there's Ilya Mikheyev, who uh, is coming off a career high 21 goals with Toronto, um, and he's a speed burner and he's very fast. He's going to help the Canucks a lot. Uh, then there's Curtis Lazar, who is a BC native and has always wanted to play for the Vancouver Canucks and will play a very big role um, in the bottom six, which the Canucks have not had the best luck at. So when I dive deeper into this, um, I see a few things. First of all, the unknown of Andre Kuzmenko. We know he can put up points as he did in the KHL, but can his game translate to the NHL? Um I believe so. I think from all indications we've heard about about this player is he's no Fabian Brunstrom. He's not going to be, uh, he might not be Artemi Panarin or Krill Kaprizov, but he'll be maybe a notch below, the, below them. But he won't be as big of a bust as a Fabian Brunstrom. So, you know, we know Krill Kaprizov and, you know, Artemi Panarin are, you know, elite, elite players in the NHL. So I don't think he's going to be an elite player, but I think he can be a very effective NHL player, a guy who can, you know, slot into your top six, can play a 200-foot game, can, you know, make power play time, can just be an all-purpose winger, a guy that can score, get in the corners, muck it up. And I think that is exactly, you know, they talk about bringing sandpaper, and that's exactly what he is. He's going to bring some sandpaper, he's going to bring some offensive ability, and he's going to play a wonderful role in Vancouver. Um, the next player, of course, another Russian, Ilya Mikheyev. Um, I believe Ilya Mikheyev is going to play a major role. Of course, he came on that new four-year deal, kind of a surprise move. Nobody expected uh, the Canucks to get Ilya Mikheyev. But then we found out that he was playing an ample role through, you know, agent Dan Milstein, of course, is, you know, Andre Kuzmenko. And he helped recruit Andre Kuzmenko and stuff like that. So um, I think Ilya Mikheyev is going to be a fantastic fit in Vancouver because he's going to help a power up the penalty kill improve a penalty kill that I said last week could potentially become a top 10 power play. I'm sorry, penalty kill in the national hockey league because he brings speed and this game is all predicated off speed. And he's a guy that can create his own chances, can get on loose pucks, can, you know, cause a nuisances. And I think that is exactly what the Canucks need. So I love the Ilya McKay pickup. Was the price a bit too high? Yeah, but you have to do that in free agency if you want to acquire good players. Uh, finally, 
Curtis Lazar, who came in on a very good deal, a deal that I wish Jim Benning had made before. Um, I think Curtis Lazar can win faceoffs, kill penalties, um, and play an effective role on the bottom six. You're not going to expect him to score goals or put up points, but you're, what you're going to do is win faceoffs and kill penalties. And I think that was a big we- weakness last year, and I think the Canucks have improved on that. Uh, along with Bruce Boudreaux's system, I think the penalty kill will be, be a lot better. And I think um, Curtis Lazar will play a big role in that. So that's why those three new faces, I'm very excited to see. I'm very excited to see how this Canucks front line of boards works together. I think it's very good, very deep, and I think um, it can cause a lot of problems for a lot of teams. Uh, so coming up after this break, I'm going to dive into the last reason and the biggest reason, and then we'll start diving into certain NHL games that you'll want to go to this season for Rogers or at Rogers Arena. Excuse me. But first, I want to talk to you guys about a special message from NHTSA. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction time slows way down when you are high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high. Get a DUI. Welcome back to Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver. Canucks, of course, I'm your host, Justin Pooney. Uh, So, again, reasons, three big reasons as to why I want you guys to get excited for this upcoming Canucks season. Uh, The next thing is the big young stars. That is Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, and Thatcher Demko. I expect three monster, monster seasons from these three players. Let's start off with Elias Pettersson, where you know he had a slow start to last year. Um, you know, he has coming off a wrist injury, uh, but the second half was a completely different story. He showed us why, you know, people were comparing to the likes of Pavel Datsuk, and they saw immediate all-star potential when he first came in the league. And we saw that. And I think you saw him play with confidence again. You saw him play um, w- the way that he's supposed to play. Uh, we saw, you know, the, the his playmaking ability, that shot. Um, I think Elias Petters, we all know, has a bomb of a shot, and he can play a very good two-way game. I want to see, and I believe this year we will see, Elias Pettersson go from being that just young, very good, uh, you know, perennial all-star rookie to being a number one center with a bullet, a number one all-star player this year. Another year, another offseason for him to get bigger, stronger. He was able to train all offseason, no injuries to recover from. He will be ready to go. I've seen you've seen the videos of him training in the offseason. Elias Pettersson is ready to rock and roll. Um, I think that this this team will go as he goes in a certain aspect. If he is firing on all cylinders and he's at the top of his game, um, there's not many people in the league that can stop him. And I think this year he's due for a big explosion year. Uh, he knows he's got a contract coming up down the line and, and he's going to want to cash and he's going to want to make sure that the Canucks pay him everything he deserves. So I think Elias Pettersson is coming motivated, in shape, and ready to prove not only himself, but the hockey world, just who he is. Uh, then we go to Quinn Hughes. Of course, Quinn Hughes uh, broke the franchise record for points by defenseman this year with 68 points. And quite frankly, I think this is just the tip, tip, tip of the iceberg. I think Quinn Hughes 
will break this record again this upcoming year. Because I think, again, similar to Elias Patterson, Quinn Hughes, another year for him to get more acclimated to the NHL, improve his skating, get stronger. I do want to see, I do want to see his defensive game improve. Um, but I think he is the modern day defenseman of what you want. You know, the NHL just put a ranking that he was the 12th overall defenseman in the NHL. And I think that's fair for him right now. But now it's time to see him step into the upper echelon, that top 10. I believe he's got all the skills to do so. He's not Kale McCarr, Victor Hedman, or some, some or Roman Yossi like that. But can he be on that level right below them where, you know, he's putting up 70 points a year? I think he will. He's going to have ample opportunity. He's going to be on the number one power play. He's going to log a lot of minutes. He's going to have, he's not, he's going to be with a partner who's, most likely going to be Luke Shen who can, you know, stay back and let Quinn Hughes do his thing and push the puck up the ice. And if he can do that effectively, and if he can uh, move off the success, excuse me, move off the success he had this past season, um, you're going to see these guys start entering the primes of their career. They're entering that age group now where they're going to be 25, 25, 24, and they're, you know, entering that stage of their career where they've been in the league for a few years now. They're ready to take that next jump to become perennial everyday all-star players, superstars potentially. And if that, that needs to happen. So I think uh, that Quinn Hughes definitely will take a step. And finally, and I think most importantly, he was the MVP last year and we saw him track. We saw the team's MVP last year. We saw him just build on it. He's only 26 years old too. Thatcher Demko. Thatcher Demko last year um, proved to the fans, coaching staff, the media, everybody, he was the the Canucks made the right decision under Jim Benning to move off Jacob Markstrom and go with Thatcher Demko as the starting goalie. Thatcher Demko proved to the NH to the to everybody that he is a number one goalie and that he deserves to have be in consideration to be one of the best goalies on the planet. Last year, sixty four games, thirty three wins, twenty two. Losses, seven overtime losses, a 2.72 goals against average, and a 9.15 save percentage. Um, it's obvious to me now that Thatcher Demko is that guy. He is him, uh, as the kids are saying these days. I think Thatcher Demko, um, I believe, is a number one goalie now. And I want to see him move up the ranks even more to become an elite goalie. And I think if he can do that, and all these three players do that, the Canucks will be in very, very good shape to make the playoffs that's if all things go right which they never do but today we're going to be positive and if and i the reason i brought those three players up is because i think out of all the uncertainty surrounding the canucks one of the biggest certain the biggest certainty excuse me will be these three guys right here that they will step up and play very well and they will show as to why they are the three young pillars of this franchise going forward final break after that, we're going to have a little fun and we're going to dive into some games that if you are going to be checking out Rogers Arena this year, you should attend. Uh, my recommendation to you. So stick around. Welcome back to Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Final segment. So LeBron James was in Vancouver this past weekend, as you all saw, situated all over social media and stuff. He was jamming out at the Kendrick Lamar concert. Uh, LeBron did not reach out to me for recommendations in the city, although I wish he did. I could have helped him out a little bit more, but he had a great time, and I saw the tweet. Uh, LeBron, you are welcome back in the city of Vancouver whenever you want. Uh, I will personally send you a Canucks jersey, uh, and we'll get you on the bandwagon as well. Um, so 
in the spirit of that, recommend, recommending things and recommending things in Vancouver, I thought I'd go through the Canucks schedule and give you guys some games that you will want to go to and buy tickets for for this upcoming NHL season for the Vancouver Canucks. So first, of course, the Canucks start on a five-game road trip to start the season. So you're not going to want to miss the season, op- the home opener on October 22nd against the expansion cousin Buffalo Sabres. That is a Saturday night game, too, which we all know Hockey Night in Canada will be special. Um, I'm sure the, the building will be electric, so you will want to be in the building for that. Then, of course, on October 28th, the Pittsburgh Penguins and Sidney Crosby come to town on a Friday night. Um, again, Friday, Saturday night games are always great. But Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, it's always an electric night in Vancouver when the Pittsburgh Penguins come to town. Of course, as we move on into November, not the Washington Capitals and Alexander Ovechkin come to town on the 29th. Of course, when Ovi and the Caps come to town, it's always, just like Crosby, a big-time game. Then you have December the 5th. Montreal, original six, Canadian franchise there in the building. Um, then we have, you know, around Christmas time, the Kraken, December 22nd, are in town. Um, so those will all be exciting games. Now, this is the game I'm most excited for. I wish I was there. I wish I was not. I wish I was able to attend, but I won't be. Uh, March the 4th, the Saturday at 4 o'clock Pacific time. Of course, we all know what that means. The lovely Toronto Maple Leafs are in town. The Maple Leafs and their 4 o'clock start. So all these geezers and people out on the East Coast can watch the games because they can't play at 10 o'clock Eastern time. They have to play at 7 p.m. Eastern time on a Saturday night hockey night in Canada. So all of us on the West Coast have to go early to the games. I think the Canucks sweep Toronto this year, and I really hope they do. Um a couple other interesting games coming forward for this year. Uh, Colorado, the defending cup champs, come on January the 20th. Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr. That will be a hot ticket. The, actually, the game before that, the Tampa Bay Lightning come to town on a Wednesday, the Stanley Cup finalists. Um, then, you know, there is the the New York Islanders will be in town uh, as well. That will be interesting. The, the JT Miller game on whether or not the trade fell through or what happened with the trade with JT Miller, that will be interesting. Um, and of course, other games when Connor McDavid and the Calgary Flames roll into town. Uh, Connor McDavid, excuse me, in the Edmonton Oilers with Leon Dreisaitl, that's always going to be a hot ticket, uh, as well as the Calgary Flames and their new make franchise. And we'll see if the Kraken rivalry sparks this year and things get spicy and potentially. Um, you know, finally, the rivalry starts to fester um, this season. An away game that I'm intrigued about is when the Canucks travel to Mullet Arena in Arizona, 5,000-seat stadium in Arizona, uh, where the Coyotes are now going to play uh, at the campus of ASU. I'm very interested to see how that whole thing transpires and how just what a 5,000-seat NHL arena will look like on TV. Uh, is it going to be electric? And can they even sell out? 5,000 people uh, in Arizona. So definitely a fun times ahead. Fun times ahead, excuse me. There's only about six six weeks left until the season starts. I cannot wait. I know you guys cannot wait. I want to thank you for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day. Uh, for your second listen, 
Locked On NHL. Locked On Experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Guys, take care. Stay safe. And I will talk to you tomorrow.